Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about the difference in healing time of an old fracture versus a recent fracture. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. A runner and a listener to the podcast recently sent in a question regarding how long it takes to heal an old fracture versus a new fracture. This is what she said. She said, I'm an active 36-year-old woman who loves running and hiking and was just diagnosed with a sesamoid fracture. Unfortunately, it may have started last year and progressively got worse. My doctor said my options are live with it, get orthotics, or consider surgery to have the sesamoid bone removed. She said that surgery would only be an option if the pain was too much to deal with. Well, I opted to try to heal it by going non-weight bearing for six weeks and we'll reassess with the bone and check on it in the healing progress. My question is, is there a difference in healing time of an old fracture versus a recent one? Thanks for considering my question, Vicki. Well, Vicki, thanks for sending in your question. Now, I recently did a podcast specifically about sesamoid stress fracture surgery in runners. So that's episode number 251. So if you have a sesamoid injury, you might want to check out that episode as well. The question regarding whether it takes longer for a broken bone to heal if it's a new fracture versus an old fracture is certainly a great question. And this is irrespective of whether it's a sesamoid bone or a metatarsal bone or anything else. Some authors have written that there are about 6 million fractures each year in the United States, and somewhere between 5% and 10% of all those fractures do not heal as quickly as we would hope, and they turn into what's called a fracture non-union or a delayed union. A fracture non-union is just what it sounds like. It means the two fractured pieces of bone did not unite. They did not get back together, and the fracture just did not heal. A delayed union is a broken bone that isn't healing as quickly as we would expect. Now, there are many risk factors for developing problems with healing any broken bone, like smoking, diabetes, excessive alcohol use, and increasing age are just some of the risk factors for developing fracture healing problems. If you think about other reasons you might have problems healing a fractured bone, one of those might be excessive activities. For example, if you're a runner and you keep running on it, well, that could be considered excessive activity. One of the reasons doctors generally put a cast on a broken arm is to hold it still and let it heal. If you have a broken bone in your foot, you choose to ignore it, you keep running, and you keep beating up the bone in the same way that you cause the fracture, it probably will not heal. The second you break a bone, an entire series of healing events begins. The bone bleeds when it breaks. The bleeding actually stimulates clotting factors in your bloodstream to stop the bleeding. The coagulation cascade also sends growth factors and chemical signals to your immune system to start the healing process. All of that is happening during the initial inflammatory phase of healing. The inflammatory phase of healing only goes on for a few days. After the inflammatory phase ends, the proliferative phase actually begins. And during the proliferative phase of healing, you get collagen forming to connect and stabilize the damaged tissue. And that's where the bone repair actually begins. And provided that all goes well, eventually the healing progresses to the remodeling phase where the bone actually becomes even stronger. 
It's fairly common knowledge that when the healing process of a broken bone gets disrupted, the healing environment starts to change. The initial increase in blood flow that happens during the inflammatory phase starts to die down, and it takes blood flow to get cells into a damaged tissue and facilitate that healing process. So as the fracture gets older and older, the blood flow basically gets worse and worse. To complicate matters further, scar tissue may start to develop between the two broken pieces of bone. Now, the accumulation of collagen scarring tissue can impede healing because it acts like a physical barrier, basically preventing the pieces of bone from reconnecting. So the real issue to think about is how you can boost your healing strategy right now. How can you make sure that you're doing everything possible to maximize your chances of preventing a non-union from developing in your foot? And then you have to think about this. You got to talk to your doctor about all of these different variables, including your diet, your sleep pattern, the amount of stress you and your foot are encountering on a daily basis. And you have to figure out if there are any other options like a bone stimulator or anything that might actually help you get a fractured bone back on track to healing. Otherwise, you have to really think about the alternatives. I mean, does it really sound like it makes sense to remove a bone just because it's not healing as quickly as you want? I mean, regardless of the circumstances, when you are a runner and you have an injury, you need to make sure your treatment plan is individualized specifically for you, your rate of fracture healing, and your goals of getting back to running. Don't ever forget and don't let your doctor forget your goal is not just to heal the broken bone or remove the slow healing bone. Your goal is to get back to running as quickly as possible. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. And listen, I want to ask you to do a huge favor for me. Please share it with one of your friends. Send it to somebody who's a runner who you think can benefit from the podcast so that they can keep running as well without injury. And please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen to your podcasts. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.